Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's go hour number two on a Tuesday. Just let that Curtis Mayfield wash over you. It is another hot, hot day. Maybe get some air conditioning washing over your cold water or something like that. Hit the pool if you got access to one of those. It's Chad and Zay on a Tuesday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. Let's clear up a couple things before we move on to some NFL talk. First off, Zay, I am re-watching for motivation your dunk video. Yeah, you see Mike Harge hating? From earlier in the show. I've not seen Mike Harge's hatred. I am not surprised by Mike Harge's <laughs> hatred because the two of you have a special relationship that involves a lot of smack talk. But I did not give you full credit earlier. I gave you credit for the powerful Charles Barkley-like dunk. What I did not give you enough credit for was the hang and the twist. Oh, yeah. There's a little hang and a twist. I'm not going to say Sean Kemp and his prime, but there was a little a little hang and a twist and a ah to it that uh, I thought was nice. Yeah, I'll take Sean Kemp Cleveland. I'll take that. Maybe that Sean Kemp. Where he Kemp. gained at least 80 pounds or so, and just he still that, had a little bit of athleticism. Right. Just with, an all-star team, but he wasn't that same Rain Man that we knew no, and loved. just without the kids, though. Yes, right. I'll, yeah. I'll Without just, the kids. Yeah, wow, Sean. He's yeah. ended up with, is it 11, 10, 11, somewhere up in there? Sean's got a lot of kids. Oh, he got a full roster. A lot. He does. He has a full roster, like a football team kind of roster is where he's headed. Uh, so that, I wanted to get that cleared up. Plus, how about this, Zay? Before we get to NFL, we're going to play a quick game of Are You Insulted as a Texas fan? Someone brought this detail up, and bravo to you, Texter, for asking the question. They are going from the Arch Manning story today about the NIL. Here is the paragraph as it's printed in the ESPN story by Tom Van Haren, ESPN staff writer. Quote, Manning is a nephew of Peyton and Eli, grandson of Archie and son of Cooper Manning. He was a highly touted high school recruit, ranked number five overall in the 2023 class, and signed with Texas over some of the biggest programs in the country. Does that insult you as a Texas fan at all? Absolutely, but I understand it. Okay. You get you get the message they're sending there. Yes. How many titles has Alabama and Georgia won? Those were his two other options in the last decade. Throw in Ohio State. Yeah. Throw in Clemson. Exactly. That's who I think they're referencing there. And again, the word biggest is, is carrying all the weight of that sentence, but I think we all know what they mean. Didn't say biggest brand. Didn't say bigger brand. Mm-hmm. That would be a silly thing to type. But biggest programs right now... I think we can all understand there's that group of four I just named that, that we just named, and maybe you throw a couple others in before you would get to Texas just based on the field success. Yeah, and one big reason that Arch came to Texas was to build his own legacy and to put Texas or help put Texas back on the map to where it once was when Colt and Vince Young were taking snaps. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm with it. And like you know, you've got the resources here in Texas. 
like you do in Georgia and Alabama. So he can accomplish everything that he wants to accomplish. And, yeah, take a little offense to that, but that specs Texter. A lot of that's very true. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, I had not caught that exact wording, but uh, I guess, yeah, I get it. I get the point that they're trying to make there. I don't think it's that far off of, of where reality is right now. All right, let's talk about the reality in the east of the NFL. NFC and AFC East. The first thing we will tell you is they play each other. So Cowboys, Eagles, and the others will play the Bills, the Dolphins, and the others this year. So get ready for that. Also, if you're an NFC East fan, I'm a Cowboys fan, many of you are as well. The other conference or excuse me, division you got to deal with, NFC West, the whole thing. Ooh. So Niners, Cardinals, the whole group. Seahawks. Niners and Seahawks will stand out there. Who knows about the Rams? And then obviously you got to deal with Arizona. Uh, and then on the other side of things, if you are a fan of any of these uh, AFC East teams, say they, they have to play the AFC West. So Aaron Rodgers and that division, not only do they have to deal with the Cowboys and Eagles, they have to play the Eagles and the Chiefs. Let's just stop there. Both Super Bowl teams, you have to deal with them if you are, you may have to deal with both of them rather, if you are in that AFC uh, East because you're going to have to play the whole AFC West. So that's big. Buffalo, Miami, New England, the Jets, they all have to play Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, and that's going to be difficult. You know, the Jets being 7-10 and 10 last year, they had one of the top defenses, and they were still competitive, even though they lost 10 games. They were very competitive, which you mentioned yesterday, one of the worst quarterback situations in the National Football League, going back and forth from Flacco to Zach Wilson to what was the other dude's name that they kind of settled in with? Oh, uh, didn't they? The, the cat that was with Dallas for a while, right? White, was it Mike White that they they had there that sounds right but that kind of makes my point here if yeah. i can't recognize his name right now that shows that they ain't have much of nothing going on up there in new york so now you've got aaron Rodgers in the mix and that just gives everybody a sense of hope like everybody in the facility that was on the team last year when aaron Rodgers walks in that building this is a four-time MVP and say what you want about him, all the crazy drug stuff and his relationships with celebrity women like Danica Patrick and whatnot and him being disgruntled with Mike McCarthy. Like, this is one of the top guys to ever throw the football. So I think he's embracing everything coming into a new situation. We saw the Sauce Gardner clip where he's giving them the chain and stuff. So he's winning over the locker room. We see... Which he's not known for. He's not known for that. Exactly. That's a great point. He ain't right? known. Like, he's one of those guys he does his own thing and it's my way or the highway like you saw last year how upset he was for all those young wide receivers dropping passes and whatnot and he made it known to the press like yo we catch the ball we be in a different situation like he will throw you under the bus and I don't know if he I don't think he's gonna do that here I, I, really I would don't. hope not not with that media man yeah, don't don't can't. let them don't let them help you destroy yourself exactly in a way he can't so it's, I think it's going to be a work in progress at the beginning, but yeah, once him and Garrett Wilson, which they're going to be one of the best one-two punches in the league, you already see all the highlights that he has just from training camp, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, and it's going to be exciting to watch. So here's something to keep in mind with the Jets, and remember, in the NFL now, 17 games, right? The way they find that extra game is they do another game based on how you finished in your division. The Jets were terrible last year in their division, dead last. So they get a last-place schedule overall, which means they play Houston, they play at Cleveland, and they play Atlanta. Now, I know you're going to be a Falcons fan this year. Yep. But 
that's that's an advantageous situation. And if I'm not mistaken, they also have two of those like back-to-back. You talk about games the Jets have to win. And if I'm not mistaken, they play Houston and Atlanta at home, back-to-back, like in October or November. So they get to bring them to the cold outside, two southern teams that both play in a dome. You have to win those two games, no questions asked. I just skimmed through their schedule today. I can see the Jets around 10 games if it all goes well. I can yeah. see like a 10-7 and seven kind of team. If you just get just stay conservative with your wins and losses with them, I can get them to 10 wins. I think they're going to be battling with Buffalo to win the division, but I'm around there too. I, it's so up and down with the Dolphins right now because Tua has never played over 14 games in the season. Now, mm. I know he has this new helmet to help with his concussion situation, but at the end of the day, he's going to get hit. We know that's going to happen for a fact. And will he be able to continuously get up? I, like that hit that you take in week three is very different than that hit that you take in week 15 because yeah. your body's all beaten up and stuff. How much is he willing to, you know, give for those guys? But when you add guys like Jalen Ramsey and on the other side, you got Zavion Howard, who that makes them one of the top cornerback duos in the league. Mm-hmm. We know what Tyreek Hill is. We know what second year of Tyreek Hill, right? Yeah. Yeah. Second year in the program, second year with the team. He talking about going over 2,000 this year. So <laughs> yeah. you ain't going to do that if Tua's not your quarterback for the course of the year. And they're they're a scary team, but we know their coach. He's an odd guy. McDaniels, he's just he's a great interview, but he's just a weird guy. I don't know if I fully believe in him yet. He has a lot to prove, but yeah, we're talking about I think two of the best divisions today with the AFC East and the NFC East. There's no doubt. How about this, Zay? I give you two games to pay attention to early in the year. Miami starts at the Chargers at the Patriots. So not every team has to go back-to-back road games to start. They are one of them that does. Then they'll play Denver at home, which is a game they should win. But I always look at it. Don't go 0-2 in the NFL. The old-school numbers told you that your chances of making the playoffs drop off the table if you go 0-2. Even with that 17 game, we're still looking at it like that? Yeah, 17 may change it a little bit, so maybe we need to think of it as first three games. You've got yeah. to just win one of the first three. But I'm still one of those old-school thinkers where I'm like, I don't want to go 0-2. Oh, no. I don't. Cowboys are going to start with the two New York teams. you got to win one of those games. Cowboys start with at Giants, Jets at home, at Arizona. And here's what's weird for me. I think they have to win those road games for sure. Show me you're that good right away. Go beat the Giants on the road, and you should go beat Arizona on the road. Absolutely. I'm not saying I'm letting the Jets come in here and beat the Cowboys. I'd love to see 3-0 and as a start. But to me, the Jets are the best of those three teams, theoretically. Yeah, no, it's only week two. And you know you got Aaron Rodgers versus the Cowboys PTSD, no matter if oh, he's yes, I do. a different Woo! shade of green or not. To, when he cocks his arm, <laughs> chills run up and down my spine. Ever, you are correct, sir. And uh, that's the thing about him, too, because, yes, he's an all-world quarterback, one of the greatest to ever do it, but Tom Brady... We saw him struggle last year. And, yes, the Buccaneers had all types of problems throughout the whole entire roster, offense and defense, including special teams. But Tom Brady showed his age last year. As good as he is, he showed his age. With Aaron Rodgers coming into a new system, I know him and Nathaniel Hackett have a history and whatnot, but just the adjustment there and the father time factor, like that's going to have to kick in like sooner or later 
But the other thing, the, the thing he's got going for him, he's he's in that mid to late thirties instead of where you know Brady was with that into the into his forties. Plus, as much as you know, I'm in. I was into the end of Brady's career being with the Bucks, but. Rodgers has a better gun in his late 30s. Yeah. He just has a better weapon to use, and now he's got these young weapons around him and the defense they've got. So um, that, that, that's a team you, just, you have to pay attention to. Again, the start for the Jets, that Monday nighter against Buffalo, we're all looking for, and then they're at Dallas. Week two. Week two. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets coming to Jerry World. It's a massive game that everyone's going to watch. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. He has one better arm than Brady for sure. But a big part of what makes him him is, oh, when you think that absolutely nobody's open and then he gives you 13 yards with his legs. Yep. Like, is he still going to be able slash willing to do that? Because, you know, instinct is going to kick in. So he'll try it. But will he still have enough giddy up to get those yards that he used to do to, you know, break people's backs when yeah. we know we're so worried about, you know, his passing game once he gets those third and 12 with his legs and stuff, and that completely deflates your defense, does he still have that in him? Yeah, that effective mobility from him is one of the most dangerous things about him. He can make all the throws. The guy that I, that, that reminds me of Rodgers in that regard is sometimes Mahomes. You don't look at Patrick and think, well, that's a big old freaky dude who can run fast, but he'll get you those yards. He'll duck out at, thir- at 12 yards on a third and 10, and you're like, how did he just oh, move those sticks? That run that he had in the Super Bowl on the bum ankle yep. like in the fourth quarter. I yeah. don't remember what that was, but that was big I'm going to say it was like a third down or so, and they needed that. And, and they got the flag on top, remember? Yeah. They crushed him out of bounds. Yeah, sure. <laughs> got the flag on top of it. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers can do all that stuff. Plus, you're right. My PTSD right now, all I can see is him throwing to Jared Cook over oh, and over bro. again. And I swear, I, 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 I was trying to – I did an investigation on that. I think Jared Cook was 55 years old that day. <laughs> I really do. I know what – they're saying his birth certificate's different. I think they doctored that. That's still yeah. one of the silliest plays I've ever seen. The Eagles, they're going to have to adjust to a new offense and defensive coordinator. Yeah. And – that's a perfect, I think, opening for the Cowboys to maybe dethrone them. I feel like everybody's just acting like the Eagles are expected to go right back to the Super Bowl. And I get it. They are a very good team, but they've lost a few guys, including the coordinators I just talked about. Like, if those new guys come in and they change stuff up, like, they're going to have a very tough schedule because every team that gets in the Super Bowl has a very tough schedule the following year. Mm-hmm. I could see them kind of losing the step. So a closer look at that schedule that you bring up. Let's remember this. Anybody who gets matched up with the Bucks because they won they were first place in their division, it's a little bit of an anomaly, right? The Bucks uh, are first place, but they were what, eight and nine. Yeah. Right. So Philly will go to Tampa, a game they should handle, but that's almost like an easier version of a first place game. But Zay, it means they have to play Minnesota. In addition to, I already told you, they play the NFC West, so they have to play the first-place team there, which is uh, NFC West, the Niners. So they, they already have to play them. But they have to play Minnesota, and out of the AFC, they draw Kansas City in Arrowhead. So that's partly that you faced them in the Super Bowl, but that was one they couldn't resist. Where they're yeah. like, "Wait, first place? Which one of these first place? You know, which one of these other AFC teams we gonna make them play? Oh yeah, it's that one. So that's big. Uh, if you're if you're watching the Eagles, th- that toughens up the schedule. They start at New England and Minnesota at home. So an interesting game there, week two. While the Cowboys are dealing with the Jets, 
you'll be peeking in if you're a Cowboys fan. Let's see how Philly deals with Minnesota, hosting Kirk Cousins. Bring the Vikings out to your place early, though. Philly early. Philly in, like, September, a little different. Not, not the, not hopefully the frigid cold situation that Minnesota might be looking at in another part of the year. So that's a game to keep in mind. And then Philly goes at Tampa in that third week of the year. But I agree with you. It's always weird to see it. The loser of the Super Bowl. How are you bouncing back? And you know how are, how how are you going momentum wise? We all know what they did in the draft. They drafted everybody that's ever played at Georgia including the rights to Herschel Walker and <laughs> Eric Zier, I think. I think they got those. I think they got the, Champ Bailey out of retirement, Yes, too. I, I think they got the rights to Champ Bailey just because they could do it. Uh, we're talking NFC and AFC East. If you want to throw in on it, let us know today. Again, Cowboys division will play this AFC East and the NFC West. So you're going to have Cowboys and Niners and Cowboys and Rams and all that stuff. Uh, and again, yeah. Cowboys at Giants, Jets at home, at Arizona. That's your first three games. Uh, I'm not going to demand a 3-0, and but I think 2-1 and needs to happen for the Cowboys to feel good right there. Yeah, as far as the Buffalo Bills go, Josh Allen, he was dealing with that UCL injury a lot of part of the second half of the season. And you, people say, oh, if he didn't have that injury, then they might have been right there with the Bengals, maybe beat the Bengals to get to Kansas City in the AFC Championship. I would tell you the way that Josh Allen plays – He's going to have a lot of injuries because that dude, when he takes off running, it's not about sliding and ain't about getting out of bounds. It's about lowering your shoulder and trying to get extra yardage to a – Throw out that dominance and get the whole team hype. Yeah, and he kind of, he kind of goes to the Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton school of running. Yeah, <laughs> I'm running to hurt you. Exactly. Yeah, like I, that call up with him last year, and he talked about how yeah, I'm gonna have to dial it back a little bit. I know if I want to be there for my team, I can't take the hits that I took in 2022. Same with Jalen Hurts. That stuff ain't gonna last, dog. Like, you can't play that physical for the whole course of your career. Now, I know you're still young, and you see that, hey, we're right there, one of the Mm -hmm. best teams in the league. I got to play this way in order for us to have a chance to maybe get back to a Super Bowl. I get that, but that's why uh, the Baltimore Ravens were scared to pay Lamar Jackson, which I know a lot of part, a big part of that front office is probably like, uh, Lamar, hopefully, can you slide a little bit more this year? They probably had a conversation with him, hardball and all. Can you slide more? Can you get out of bounds? Can you save your body? Because we need you on the field. And those running quarterbacks, dual threat guys, it's just such a physical game, man. I'm always afraid of them taking hits and being out for their ball club. By the way, Buffalo at Philly, November 26th. Beautiful. November 26th, and then the very next game is at the Chiefs. That's a hell of a back-to-back. The Bills are at the two Super Bowl teams back-to-back and then host Dallas. <laughs> That's rough. That is a rough hunk of schedule there uh, for the Buffalo Bills. My goodness. Uh, so, yeah, just to just to bring it up, just, just to bring it up. I love looking at schedules this time of year to see kind of what teams are dealing with. It's a great point on Buffalo. And let's also remember, because they're first place, they have to play Cincinnati. And they're there, and they have to play Jacksonville. Now they also get the Tampa thing. They right. get the Tampa thing out of the. They gave them that out of the NFC West, or NFC South rather. So it's a little different. But in addition to playing Kansas City and Philly, they got to play Cincinnati. They got to play Jacksonville. Yeah, tough. Can never sleep on Belichick. 
I mean, I know he switched up his coordinators, which he should have. Matt Patricia last year, that's an absolute disgrace, even for him. And then you look at the commanders, Sam Howell, he's the worst quarterback in that division, obviously. Mm -hmm. But they have a lot of high hopes for him, Ron Rivera and crew. Let me give you the first three for the Patriots. You tell me what the record is for you today. New England is hosting Philly. Nope. Host Miami. Nope. At the Jets. Nope. 0-3. You think? See, they're going to finesse one game. Bill Belichick's not they're going gonna, 0-3. That's what I'm saying. They're going to finesse one game, Dude, right? What happens if he's 3-0? and What happens <laughs> if they beat the Jets in New York and he walks off that field 3-0? and Hey, coach, how about this team? Hey, no, we're just pretty good. We're just on to the next game. We're just, we're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Mac Jones shreds those three quarterbacks, shreds those three defenses. I don't know that they're going 3-0, and but I'm going to say they don't go 0-3. I'm going to say he figures out at least one of those, maybe two. We're, uh, we'll talk more of those East divisions ne- next hour at uh, 2.05. We'll try to check in with Haley Sutton out in Oxnard as the Cowboys get ready for camp. That press conference everybody always talks about is tomorrow. First open practice for the Cowboys is tomorrow, and they will roll from there. Up next, let's talk a little flex, the special teams guys on the all-flex watch list. We'll tell you who they are and where you can find them next on the Horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chad and Zay. Hmm. I think I know this one. I'm going to reserve the right to let them sing. Yeah. This is um, Madonna, right? Yeah, man. There it is. See, I didn't even need her to sing. Very, very techno Madonna. Yeah. Dance club Madonna. To go with Duran Duran and Bobby Brown. All had something to say in the 80s and uh, and beyond. All right, so uh, Chad and Zay with you on this Tuesday. We were just talking NFC East and AFC East. They play each other. Big names, big games. And, yes, Philly does have to go to Kansas City. Uh, this year, and therefore you get Philly and Kansas City, you'll get Buffalo, Kansas City. Uh, the Cowboys have to play that whole division as well. So a lot of lot of crazy stuff going on when you know you got the Chiefs and Niners. Chiefs, Niners, and Eagles are all on your schedule, and the Eagles are on there twice, obviously, for the Cowboys. So lots going on there. Apparently, that press conference was today. I had read that it was going to be tomorrow, the famous Jerry Steven and Mike McCarthy press conference. I say them in that order because that's how the order I feel they are important in that press conference, by the way it's presented. Um, apparently it's already happened, Zay. Happened earlier. Hopefully we'll get a chance to hear Haley Sutton's breakdown of it. When she contacted you and said, called it the McCarthy press conference, I thought, oh, oh my God. Yeah, she said Mike, and that's it. Were there really no Joneses present? So I'm going to hope beyond hope. But I did see earlier that it was scheduled as McCarthy, Jones, and Jones once again. Because, you know, every team does that. They have their owner, GM, 
president, VP of player personnel, everybody sits up there. Yeah, I mean. Not really. Not surprised at all. No, no, never so. surprised with that. So now he's got a whole new issue to deal with. It's not just about can you run the damn ball with this running back room. Now it's about Zach Martin, and can your salary cap people figure out your issues before the season starts, or are you going to have to start the season without Zach Martin? Yeah, Zach Martin, he ain't stupid. And Big Mike said, yo, man, we want to run the ball a lot more this year to save our defense's legs when they're on the sideline getting the rest. Zach Martin was probably like, oh, where? For real? Okay, cool. Give me some more money. Right. Because y'all are going to need me, one of the best in the league, to do that. And when he's one of the best offensive linemen, 99 rating on Madden, which he made it known. I don't know if you've seen that, chat. He put that at his profile picture on Twitter. On some real petty stuff that I could definitely appreciate. It's a good move. And when you're an all-pro, and he's probably going to be top 25 picked by the players, when you're picked number one, um, guards by execs, players, coaches, and scouts all together, you want to be treated like that. And when you're getting paid 31st out of all the linemen in the National Football League, yeah, I can see why he's a little bit salty, even though he's 32 years old, which is probably what Steven and Jerry are telling them, like, yo, man, we want to win this year. We want to spread this money out so CD and Diggs could get paid. And Zach Martin's like, nah, bro, what I've done for this franchise, I get it. I want to win too, but a big part of winning is me. Give me my money. Yep, and we mentioned it earlier. Seven-year, $93.41 million deal that he signed back in 2018, but they've reworked that deal multiple times. So he's looking for money. That's something Mike McCarthy's got to deal with right away at this camp as the Cowboys get ready for the 2023 season. And as we sit here today, it's 47 days till they play their first game. Longhorn fans and college football fans, we've dipped under 40 now. 39 days till Texas plays Rice and uh, that first big weekend on September the 2nd. All right, uh, let's get to your flex segment. The all-flex watch team continues with the special teamers in the area. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All righty, you heard the man tell you, flxatx.com. We can also just follow Flex ATX on your socials. That's how you can find the All Flex watch list. We're talking special teamers today, and we'll start with the kickers. I can think of some big kicks that were made last year in high school football around this area. Specifically, a guy at Vandegrift comes to mind. Uh, he is not going to be kicking this year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think he's moved on. But Spencer Barnett at Westlake, first team all district last year. He makes the all flex watch team. Peyton, uh, Peyton Moss from out my way in Elgin. The kicker. He was their district uh, kicker MVP. Kai Haruki of Round Rock is on this list. As far as punters go, Owen Norell of Westwood, the Leander punter Ivan Rodriguez. Whew, I wonder if they call him Pudge. I would be. <laughs> I would hope. I would hope they do. Uh, second team all district last year. Uh, Evan Vasque, uh, Vasque, Vasque, V-A-S-Q-U-E. Va- oh, let me go Vasque on that one. Of Northeast, their punter makes the all flex watch list. Jake Helms, we've told you that name, the long snapper from Westlake, one of the best long snappers in the area. And if I'm not mistaken, he was the all flex long snapper last year. Luca Wilson of Cedar Park. 
also on the long snapper list. Tristan Compton of Hutto on the long snapper list. Is Compton in the house? Uh Uh-huh. There you go. Tristan Compton. And finally, Zay, how about five return specialists making the all-flex watch list? These are the guys you got to watch out for if you're punting or kicking to them. Leonard Moore at Round Rock. Yo. Look out. Kick it out of bounds. Notre Dame commit, correct, for Leonard? Yeah. That Round Rock team is nasty. They're physical. Uh, with Cochran, they won the 7-on-7, seven seven, and Leonard Moore is a beast on defense. Throw to, him, throw to his side at your own risk and then kick to him at your own risk. Heath McCree of Westlake uh, is a return specialist on this list. Also, Bryson Batts of Austin High. Miles Coleman, another name we have mentioned plenty on this show from North ba- Texas commit. That's right. North Texas commit from Vandegrift. Miles Coleman. Can't wait to see all the ways they'll use him in the offense this year uh, at Vandegrift and what that team will look like. And then finally, another name we've mentioned, Adrian Wilson, the talented receiver out of Weiss, who is a TCU commit, I believe. I believe that's where the commitment ended up with Adrian Wilson. He's class of 25, though, remember, so two more seasons for you Wolf fans out there in Weiss. Adrian Wilson, congrats to everybody on the All Flex Watch List Special Teams Edition, and go check it out online. If you missed offensive and defensive line yesterday, go check that out. Tomorrow, we will get into defensive backs and linebackers, so we'll head back to the defensive side tomorrow. Chad and Zay with you on this Tuesday. We've also talked about this Arch Manning story, the first NIL deal for Arch. Uh, And I know a lot of people are talking about the fact that his family had said that he wasn't going to make any NIL before he really started playing and getting playing time. But I mean, are we really going to get on the kid for hooking up with this company that now is going to put all the proceeds towards St. David's and helping you know kids and and helping people's uh, you know people's lives and and that horrible situation of having to go to the hospital, having to take yourself or your child to the hospital. All the proceeds are going to St. David's Healthcare and the St. David's Foundation. This is off a of one signed card, one of one. He signed it, and earlier today, it was up over thirty thousand dollars. Zay, that they're going to raise for St. David's. Yeah, and I get you know the Mannings kind of having their reservations on, okay, do we allow Arch to do this And because he maybe doesn't deserve it? We, we don't want him getting the big head, kind of what we talked about with Jalen Brown and all the money that he's getting. Is he still going to have that edge about him? So I get why they were a little wary on, you know, should they allow Arch to do it? But the fact that it's for such a good cause, I think they made an exception, yeah. and I'm with it. And the other thing is, in I'm, I'm assuming in that world of signing stuff, and this company is called Panini America, he's now exclusive to them, there will be a day when he has to sit down and sign a bunch of stuff. I told you, it's one of one. He signed his name one time, and they're going to take all the proceeds and give it to St. David. So I guess theoretically... Arch Manning might not have gotten a cent off of this. He's just got an, he got an agreement in place. Maybe they put some money aside for something. I don't know how that all works, but maybe it's just an agreement at this point and he is not technically getting paid if that detail matters to you. Because, you know, and that's one of those also where I might tell Archie or whoever it was that, that put that out there, you didn't need to. You didn't need to say that. You know, he's not going to make any NIL money before he has playing time. Well, now you've done this and you got people coming back looking at what you said. Yeah. So you probably didn't need to say it. But to, I mean, I to me, that's ag- a little detail. I didn't agree with that to jump. Like, when they said that, I was like, that's weird. I I got it, but, you know, 
allow the kid to make that paper. Like, why not? You yeah, know? make the money while you can. Exactly. But, again, they were looking at, hey, does he deserve this? Is he going to get big-headed? Is he still going to have that work ethic? And those things are all valid, but the whole point of what NIL is, especially with a name like that, is to make the most out of it, and he should be able to do that just like everybody else that has those opportunities. Right, and again, Quinn Ewers is, uh, has an agreement with this company as well. That's the one thing I would have done, too, if I'm Arch Man. I would have obviously checked with the family if they're cool with it, Texas and every, the coaches and all that stuff. But I would have definitely gone to Quinn specifically and talked to him about it. Like, hey, man, I'm staying in the shadows on this one. I'm staying under the radar on it. We're raising money for this deal. You're not going to see me at a bunch of signings. That's not what this is about. I am not getting in your way. I'm staying out of your way, three. I promise. Like, that would have been necessary for me. I think that would be good for Quinn to hear. And good for them. Hopefully their relationship is good where everybody understands what's going on here. Yeah. That he's not trying to get the biggest limelight here. Just trying to uh, <laughs> help this organization out. Before we go to break, do you agree with the Specs texter about Zach Martin? Trade his ass. No renegotiation. You made the deal and stick to it, kids, these days. No. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Yeah. You're going to need to pay that guy. and that, Because the other thing you know that's coming down the line is – you know, you you have to understand that Tyron Smith probably doesn't make it 17 games. Once he has, if he has any kind of injury, that's Tyler Smith having a kick out to tackle, and then you got to replace a guard there. And I'm ha- and go look at the names. Go look at the names of the guy they just drafted late. Another guy they drafted late round. These guys that are like you kind of know the name, but these dudes are gonna have to try to step in there at guard. For a team that the coach says they're going to run the damn ball with that group of running backs and Dak Prescott, and you can just go down the list of of everything that they've got there. No, I would absolutely figure out a way to pay Zach Martin. Plus, because he's still at an all-pro level. His numbers are still badass at this point. He's up into just over 30, 30 to 32, somewhere in there, which for an offensive lineman, that ain't done yet. He's still putting up those numbers, and he's been good for you restructuring things. I would absolutely pay Zach Martin. Not only do you have to play a team twice that held over 70 sacks last year, you're playing against Kansas City, Chris Jones. Yep. You're playing against the Jets, who just signed Quentin Williams. Yep. Really, really good. And you got to play the Rams, even though they're going through their thing. There's a guy named Aaron Donald over yeah. there that people – arguably considered maybe the greatest defensive player of all time. Now, I know Lawrence Lawrence Mm -hmm. Taylor and Deion Sanders probably have a lot to say about those things, a la Reggie White, too. But if you're in that category for interior linemen, it's thick out here. It's definitely thick on the Cowboys' schedule. And, yeah, Zach Martin knows all of that. Yeah, he does. Did you mention the Niners? Did you say the Niners? No, night? I didn't say They just got Hargrave. Yeah. yeah. Along with Bosa and stuff. You might have yeah. to see him as much, but you got to see him a little bit, the way they be moving all those guys around. But yeah, they just got Hargrave from the Eagles, yeah, who's I, one of the top defensive tackles in the league, too. I know it's unrealistic to say you got to figure it out and you got to pay everybody. I hope they can get it all figured out with Martin. And then, you know, they're looking at Lamb and they're looking at Diggs and they're looking at and the other guy's Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele coming off that injury, but he's been good for them out there at the right tackle spot. They're trying to sure that up. So can the Cowboys get all the cap stuff and the deals figured out? Um, As a Cowboys fan, I'm looking at it as, okay, I know this may not be how the money works, but you didn't go after – you did go after a couple of free agent things, which you never – you don't do a lot. You didn't really go after that running back thing. You have not contacted Dalvin Cook and done any of that money. It's like, okay, so now figure out – 
the stuff you really need to figure out. Yeah. I would I would hope that in the next couple of days Zach Martin gets figured out. I read I did read a report today that there are people around the Cowboys that believe this will get done. That's why I'm interested to talk to Haley Sutton coming up at 205 if we can grab her from Oxnard to hear, you know, what are they hearing out there? How much worry is there amongst the Cowboys that this won't get done? Because let's be honest, Zach Martin, he's not going to rep a lot in preseason. No, I don't, I don't want Zach Martin out there beating and banging in preseason in those three games. No, that's so a waste. You got a little time. Is this getting done before they hit the field against the Giants? That's the question. By the way, Dexter Lawrence, nose guard tackle. I mean, <sighs> for the um, Giants, he's pretty good too. Dexter so. Lawrence is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. darn good. All right, coming up, it is Haley Sutton from uh, the Cowboys, host and reporter out there in Oxnard, getting things started. We'll see what that press conference was like today with McCarthy and Jones and Jones, and get her thoughts on this team. Up next, where are we at in society with Zay? We'll see what he wants to get into. We are rolling through a Tuesday. Arch Manning and an NIL deal, and two other big athletes sign massive deals. We'll remind you who they are next as well on the horn. Chad and Zay. Yeah, there it is. This is a song that does not do what you think it's going to do. This song almost starts like an 80s country song. It almost has that vibe to it. You got that little acoustic guitar. And then the Queen of Soul shows up. I guess the Queen, wait, is she the Queen of Stone? She's the Queen of Rock and Roll, sorry. The Queen of Soul would be Aretha. This is Tina Turner. That's right. And this is called... Uh, can't think of the title she's about to say it what is this song oh oh what you yeah what you get is what you see god i forgot about this one the late great tina turner i can't believe i have to say that tina madonna duran duran bobby brown my first concert ever tina turner private dancer tour that's right i changed your life when you saw them legs huh yeah it'll do it it'll do it it will do it. She, How shiny was the dress? She was incredible. It was awesome. It was one of those dresses that every move she made, the whole thing kind of yeah. shimmered. You know, it was one of those type of deals. That was her signature. Tina was absolutely incredible. Um, all right, hope you're having an incredible Tuesday as we get closer to football. 39 days till Texas plays Rice. First NFL game will be 44 days from now. Kansas City thinks Kadarius Tony will be ready, even though he had surgery already? Yeah. Uh, just remove a couple of things in this cartilage, and they said they'll maybe be ready week one. But yeah, he'll be ready early in the season, which is nuts. God love the medical community, man. Yo, when I hear surgery, I'm like, oh, this dude's out for months. One of the best points I've ever heard a guest make over the years, and it was our guy Will Carroll. I think he's still at Injury Report on Twitter. He's a great guest, love covering the injury side of sports and all kinds of different things, baseball wise and others. He made a great point that Dr. James Andrews should be in every Hall of Fame should just be in all of them, an honorary member of every Hall of Fame. 
because he's helped so many of those people. Right. And he's right. Um, so uh, hopefully Tony gets better for 44 days from now. First NFL Sunday is 47 days away. Um, also, somebody, uh, we were just talking Cowboys as they get ready for uh, for camp. We'll try to check in at Cowboys camp with Haley Sutton coming up at 205 and uh, we were talking the East Divisions today, NFC and AFC. Tomorrow we'll do the same with the South Divisions, since the Texans are in one of those. And they play the NFC South, two divisions that really feel up for grabs in a way, are going to have to play each other. So we'll break that down tomorrow during the show. Right now, let's get you a where are we at in society and see what Zay wants to get into today. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, have I been sent another video of you dunking, or uh, what are we doing? Nah, nah, I don't have many videos of those for obvious <laughs> reasons. But I did send you the topic for where we at today. Okay. Tom Brady is outside. So we knew about the Kim Kardashian rumors, and I think that was very fictional. But the rumors, you know, they were still seen dancing on the beach and having a good time, but they're not dating. Right. Tom now might have a new boo thing in his life. And we know Tom Brady has a type. He was seen over the course of two days at his home with famous supermodel Irina Shank, who is as bad as bad gets, like terrible twos bad, just Irina, baby kids bad. She is, is she Russian? Russian. Yes, Russian supermodel. She got big on the 2011 Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. And yeah, her and Tom Brady spent the weekend together at his crib where pictures were taken of them hugging each other very tightly and him caressing her face. Wow. That's right. So Tom Mm. has moved on. And apparently there's two sides of how Giselle thinks. One side says... She's not happy. The other side says, why wouldn't she be happy for Tom? She divorced him. It helped. It is helpful to her freedom that he moved on. Yeah, that's a tough one. And it's, you know, I'm assuming it's the same thing. It's the same thing for anybody at any level, even when you're that good looking. Like deep down in her soul, we don't know if Giselle thinks she's hotter than that woman. We don't know. Because when she looks at her, she's going to have a certain thought. Yeah, I can tell you what I thought. You could tell me what you. It doesn't matter. It matters what she thinks. And then it's also: Does she really want Tom to move on? Is she still hanging on to it? Is she vindictive? But that's a healthy thing. I've never had to have deal with it on a marriage level. Uh, thank goodness. But in the, when you like break up with somebody, if you try to sort of stay friends with them, or you can at least be happy for them and go, "Oh, that's great for her." In my case, where oh, no, that's really cool, you know. And then they can even tell you about the relationship. Hey, I'm I'm happy for you. Right? And then they would want the same for you, theoretically. Tom and Giselle have to deal with each other. We hope they can be adults about it. But, but, that's a Russian supermodel of the highest order. That's what I'm saying. Like, what if they see each other around? Like, being supermodels and stuff, I'm sure they go to similar events and parties and know similar people. Hey, if they've seen each other around... And they, you know, just coming up in the game, they've crossed paths and they maybe weren't very friendly or maybe they were friendly. Mm-hmm. And Tom knew that like they've been she's been to events of Giselle's or vice versa. And because that's some play of wild stuff, Tom, yeah. if you if she's been to Giselle events and they've had a cordial relationship, I'm not saying they're besties or anything, but they're cordial with one another and they respect one another to where. 
it might be yeah. against the code to yeah. date somebody like that. Like, I don't right. know. This ain't no like Kendall Jenner hopping around from NBA player to NBA player. Like she's not married to any of those guys. Well, the question is like, is is she just is she in any of Giselle's circles? Is she, obviously same business, but do they really know each other? Are they friends? Are they close at all? But remember, the stories were that Tom's not just goat status on the field. He actually had a good relationship with Giselle and Moynihan at the same time. Oh, and they got along and everybody remember that the interview Giselle did where she told everybody that they all were taking care of the kids and they'd sometimes share that house in Miami and all these different things. Who's to say he couldn't pull that off with a supermodel? He is Tom Brady. He is Tom Brady. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, his mouthpiece seems like it's pretty strong. Dude, if he pulls off dating a Russian supermodel, after being married to a Brazilian supermodel and in the middle just kind of hung out with Kardashian, yeah, well played. Yo, what a what a what a transition that is. I can see why Giselle could be a little salty. I can see that because they still got kids together, and the kids see this. The kids are old enough yeah. to see the tabloids, to see the headlines, and to see the TMZ and all that stuff. So Oof. you know, seeing pops. Get around with Giselle. She don't got much room to talk with Jiu-Jitsu, oh boy. You know, uh, karate master. You know, karate right? kid. She ain't got much. You know, she's doing her own and, thing, and she should be able to. And again, we're not talking about Tom getting around that much. We're talking, what, two women in I, a year? Uh, he, he getting around. I mean, just, but he getting around. Because what's not, what don't we know? I understand. That's where I'm at. Look, I understand when you date Kim Kardashian on any level that you're getting around because it takes a little longer to get around parts of Kim. I get that. I understand that part. But I don't know that I would say he's getting around. I would say, though, this is high-level, five-star transfer portal stuff. That's what this is. When you go transfer portal from Giselle Bunchen and you end up with that Russian supermodel, holy moly. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio is somewhere on a yacht applauding this. Like, I'm, I can't compete with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I hang out with a lot of hot women and everything, but I don't think I can compete with what he just pulled off. Salute, Tom. Go ahead, Do your Tom. thing, baby. Enjoy the freedom. Go ahead, Tom. I told all y'all that the NFL's first Sunday is 47 days away, but I can guarantee you Tom Brady does not care about that right now if he's hanging out with the Russian supermodel. All right, coming up, your 2 o'clock hour. We'll see if we can check in with Haley Sutton out in Cali where the Cowboys are going to get uh, camp started with open practices in the next couple days. We'll get her thoughts on the team, the whole Zach Martin thing, and more. Don't move. It's the horn.